I love hearing people's stories of how God is at work in their lives, how God is at work in their minds and hearts and what happens as a result. And I'm sure you have your story and I have mine and there are so many of us that could be sharing our stories on video just like that. It's just phenomenal to me. I, I love to see God at work. And you know what? God is still at work in people's lives. He always has been. He is. He always will be. Until God's mission is finished on earth, he is at work in the world, in our community, in our church, and in our lives. Now, what's interesting about that, when you talk about God being at work and doing things, Christians and churches in Christian church circles have a, a code word that we often use to describe when God is at work. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just we try to avoid using code words around here that, you know, make us sound a little bit more spiritual or, or whatever. We, I'm, a, I'm a simple fella, and the way I look at it is just kind of say it, right? Just kind of say it. Don't try to impress me with, you know, terminology and all that kind of stuff. So we try to work very hard to, to explain things around here without the big words and without the little idioms and stuff. Um, but you'll hear this. You may hear this, and, and you may hear it from here. But you'll definitely hear other Christians when they describe something God is doing in the world that's great. They'll call it a move of God. Doesn't that sound awesome? Doesn't that sound spiritual? Right? A move of God. I mean, that could be anything, right? A move of God. Like, and, and you'll hear people, and there's nothing wrong with it, okay? I'm just trying to, I want to help you understand it. Basically what a move of God is, it's code for God's doing great things. I don't know why people just don't say, hey, God's doing great things. Nobody's going to move of God. And, and I'll hear Christians in church to say, we're praying for God to move. In our church, in our community, in this world, in people's lives, I'm praying. For, I'm begging God. I'm begging God. As if God doesn't want to. And he's like, eh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me more. Ask me. Yeah. To me, there's something a little wonky with that. I think there's a better way to understand it. I mean, why wouldn't God want to do great things? Why wouldn't God move? Why wouldn't God be at work? Because God's always at work. I mean, is he not willing? No. Is he reluctant? No. Perhaps, perhaps we need to adjust our understanding of how a move of God works. Perhaps, maybe we need to adjust our perspective. Because see, God has more invested into your life than you can imagine already. He wants to do greater things in your life than you want him to do. And God has already invested more into our community and into this church and into the world. I mean, after all, he gave his son. So if anybody wants to do great things, God wants to do great things. Maybe it's not that God is, you know, waiting for us to ask him more, maybe a move of God works a little bit differently. I had a friend, I have a friend, he's still my friend, in um, Kentucky. He pastors a church in London, Kentucky, which is south central Kentucky, just over the Tennessee line. Uh, it's called the Creek Church. And his name is Trevor, Trevor Barton. And he said something not long ago that when he said this, I thought it was brilliant. I thought he, it, it beautifully said, and I texted him. I said, Trevor, I heard you say this. I saw you said, uh, I saw this post, and I'm going to quote you because that fits perfectly into a, a, the lead-in of a message that I'm going to be giving pretty soon. 
And so I'm going to quote Trevor, and this is just awesome. This is what Trevor said. I agree wholeheartedly. We're not praying for a move of God. We are the move of God. We just need to move. We're not praying for a move of God. Get that. Let that sink in. Isn't that awesome? We are the move of God. And I'll show you how that's true in the next few minutes. We just need to move. Listen very carefully. A move of God, God being at work in the world, is not some outside force that acts on us. A move of God is something that happens through us and with us. It's not just something that kind of happens on us, right? We're like, God, do this to us. God's like, God's willing. God's more willing. God's like, why don't you do something? And I'll work through you. We just need to move. But what if we don't? What if we don't move? What if we hear that and look at that and go, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, that's important and all. I'm good. See, that's why we're doing this series. Because odd, oddly enough, there are many of us in this room and even watching online, there are many of us all over that hear that God is doing great, th- wants to do great things, can do great things, and we're like, yeah, I'd love that, but nah, I'm not sure if I'm really to jump into that. If I, don't, I really want to embrace that, nah, maybe later, nah, I'm good. So for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about what that looks like for us as a church to help us move because we are the move of God. And we just need to move. And we're going to start with our mission as a church. I, I hope you've heard this. I hope you've heard it so many times and you've seen it so many times and you hear us refer to it so many times. It becomes tattooed on your brain. Our mission as a church is to receive and share the love of Jesus. That's why we exist. This came from Jesus himself. I'm not saying he spoke to me kind of thing. No, I'm talking about his word. These are his words. I have loved you, now I want you to love each other as I have loved you. That's how all the world's going to know. Jesus said that you're connected to me and that I'm connected to you. As a church, we exist. It's why we're here. It's why we do what we do the way we do it, is to receive the love of Jesus and share the love of Jesus. We're to do that personally, individually, and then organizationally, collectively together. To receive and share the love of Jesus because everybody needs love. And we believe everybody specifically needs the love of Jesus. And we are to interact with his love. It's not just enough to say this, receive and share the love of Jesus, or to read about it, or to talk about it. No, we have to actively engage it and make a choice to receive the awesome love of God through Jesus Christ as displayed so powerfully when he gave his life for us 2,000 years ago on a cross, and then rose again to display his power and how he defeated sin and death and hell and the grave. And so much was accomplished for our behalf to connect us with our loving Heavenly Father. Receive that love. You'll spend the rest of your life receiving the love of Jesus, learning what it means that you are unconditionally loved by your Heavenly Father. Regardless of your past, regardless of what's going on in the present, regardless of the future, you are unconditionally loved. And you know that through Jesus, receiving that, trusting in Jesus, and then living that out by sharing his love with others. Yeah. Spend the rest of your life learning what that means and how to live that out. 
But I'll tell you this, it's not a passive thing. It's an action thing. It's an active thing. It's not going to happen automatically. Again, it's not something that just happens to you like a force. It's, it's something you choose. It's something you step into. It's something you embrace and engage. So when it comes to this mission, we don't just have a mission. We are on a mission. We don't just have a mission. We are living the mission of receiving and sharing the love of Jesus. And by we, I mean you. I mean me. I mean us. But what if we don't receive and share the love of Jesus? What if you look at that and you go, nah, nah, I'm good. I, I, I mean, good. I, don't get me wrong there, preacher man. That's some good stuff. I, I believe in all that. Jesus loves me, this I know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I get it, I get it, and, and I love it, and that's awesome, and, and, and I'm so thankful to, to be in this place where we talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, the world needs it. Lord knows the world needs it, and I probably need it too. But no, I'm, I'm just not, I don't, I don't really feel the need to like jump in, to like fully embrace that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, if I, if I really need something, I know where to go. Like, like if my marriage falls apart, don't you worry, man. I'll be there. Or if my kids go off the rails and, or, or my business fails and, or, I, or I get in some financial problems or if I find out I got cancer or just a few months to live, man, you'll see me around. Don't you worry, man. You can count on me. I'll, I'll engage full bore then. But until then... See, we wouldn't actually come right out and say that kind of stuff. And so we look at this mission to receive and share the love of Jesus, and we're like, yeah, that's good, but nah, I don't, I'm not sure. And it happens subtly. Like, who would do that? Who, who would stiff arm that? Well, y'all would. I would. Especially people over here in this section. I just feel <laughs> no. <laughs> we would. Because, see, it happens subtly. We show up. We show up at one of the locations. We show up at church, and, or we tune in online. We click, you know, here we go. We're going to watch. We show up, and then we soak up. We show up, and we soak up, and it's all good, man. It's so good. I need all oh, this is so good. It makes me feel good. Helps my day go better. Helps my week go better. And, yeah, man, and, and I'll be back. I'll be back. Maybe next weekend. Probably not. That's awful soon. I'm busy, and, but, but you, you know what? I, I'll be around. I'll be around. You can count, count on me. And, and, man, when I need another good shot of Jesus, I'll, I'll be back at it. Yeah. But, but as far as jumping in, really embracing this with everything I got, no, no, I'm good. Yeah, see, we would do this. I want to say two things to you, to us, two realities. It should be no-brainers, but all we need to wrestle with this. When we look at the mission of receiving and sharing the love of Jesus personally and organizationally, and we stiff-arm it in any way, and it's like, nah, I'm good. I mean, it's good stuff, and I know I, I, know I need, yeah, and one day I'll get really serious, but yeah, but not now. Now I'm just, well, let me get through you know, high school. Let me get through college. Let me get through my 20s. Let me, let me get my business started. Let me get into my career. Let me, wait, let me just... Wait, now nah, I'm good. When we stiff arm that, you need to know two things. Number one, 
If you don't, you won't. Like what? Hang with me. When it comes to receiving and sharing the love of Jesus, if you don't receive and share the love of Jesus, you won't receive and love, share the love of Jesus. If you don't, actively make a choice because it's not just going to happen to you like an outside force. No, it's not, the move of God is not something on your life that goes, boom, it happens to you, not you, you, not you. New. He's not picking and choosing. No, it's up to you. You are the move of God. You just got to move. And if you choose not, if you choose, like, no, I'm good. I know. If you don't, you won't. If you don't receive his love, then you won't receive his love and you will miss out on so much that his love will do in your life. Everybody needs love, especially the love of Jesus. I don't care how old you are, how tough you are, how hardened you are in your heart. I don't care where you've been or where you're going. Everybody needs to know they are unconditionally loved and they, know, they need to know the reality of that love from their Heavenly Father. But if you choose not to embrace that, you'll miss out on it. If you choose not to share the love of Jesus, then obviously you're not going to be sharing the love of Jesus. You have to actively choose. If you don't, you won't. And you'll miss out on so much in this life. You'll miss out on the purpose and the direction and the peace and the comfort and the hope and the perspective and the strength that comes from receiving and sharing Jesus' love. It doesn't make life perfect because we don't live in a perfect world. And we're surrounded with people that aren't perfect. And we look in the mirror and there's somebody else that's not perfect. No, but understanding you are unconditionally loved and receiving the reality of that love through Jesus is life-changing and life-giving in more ways than you can possibly experience in a lifetime. Not only will you miss out on this life, you'll miss out on things in the next because everybody lives forever somewhere. It's just the truth. Chew on that a little bit. I know what some of you, you're thinking, well, I, I get you, man. I understand. But right now, my life's kind of good the way it is. I don't, I don't need to add anything else. I mean, like if some of that stuff you described happens to me and I get sick or getting, you know, marriage problems or issues. I mean, I'll come get me some extra Jesus. But until then, I'm good, man. My life is going pretty, pretty good right now. I mean, home's good. Bills are good, paid, and, and, and I'm healthy. And I mean, I mean, life ain't perfect, but it's pretty good. I'm, well, here's the deal. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're missing out on. I challenge you with this reality. You don't know what you don't know, and you don't know what you are missing out on when you choose to, nah, I'm good, to receiving and sharing the love of Jesus. Paul says it like this to the Corinthians. He said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. You, you, don't, you can't see what you're missing. You can't hear what you're missing. And no mind is imagined. You can't even imagine what God has prepared for those who love him, who interact with his love. It is beyond anything you have seen, anything you have ever heard of, and anything you can imagine. Yes, in your life. In your life, in the triad, North Carolina, yeah, right now. When it comes to receiving and sharing the love of Jesus, if you don't, you won't. But, but let me take it one step further. The second thing I want to challenge you with, and this is where it gets a little bit more serious, because it's like, if it just, just involves you, it's one thing. But as you will soon learn in life, figure it out sooner or later, it's never just about you. Never, ever just about you. Truth is, if you don't, you won't. But if you don't, 
They won't. Who won't? They. And everybody's got a they. I don't know who they is for you, but there's a they. There is a they in your life and there is a they in my life and they are looking at me and they are looking at you and God has put them in our life and God has put us in their life and it can be as simple as parent to child, brother to sister, but also neighbor to neighbor, coworker to coworker, or maybe you and that perfect stranger you haven't met yet. But there's a they. And the truth is, if you don't, they won't. I, mean, I don't know about that. That's, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know. I don't know if I want all that. Well, here's the deal. You can see it as pressure or you can see it as an opportunity. But it's true. Nothing could be more clear when it comes to this. Let me just show you real quick. Snapshot here. Of, of all, of just a few of the places where this is so clear that when it comes to the mission of Jesus on the earth... It is up to you, if you're a follower of Jesus, and it is up to me as a follower of Jesus to make this happen. It is up to us. When Jesus was praying, John recorded Jesus one day when he was praying. Jesus prayed a lot. Uh, we don't have a recording of all of Jesus' prayers, just some of the stuff. But John wrote down this part of Jesus' prayer. I'm so glad he did, because look what Jesus was praying about. One day Jesus was praying, and he prayed, Father, just as you sent me into the world, and I'm here on a mission, I'm sending them into the world. I say, oh, that's nice. That's good. Oh, he's talking about his disciples. Of course, absolutely. He sends them out. Matthew, Mark, Luke, you know, and all those guys. We send them out. Thomas and Peter. Yeah. Oh, well, wait, wait. Jesus clarifies. I'm praying not only for these disciples, because they're all hanging out there with him, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Who is the all who will ever believe in me? That is you. And that is me. And that is us. If you are followers of Jesus. You call yourself a Christian? That's you. Jesus prayed for you 2,000 years ago. And you know what he prayed? He's got, I want them to understand. Father, help them understand that just as you sent me on a mission to this world, I am sending them with my mission into the world in the very same way. No, you don't understand. I'm a school teacher. You know, you got that wrong. I'm, I'm a doctor. You don't understand. I work construction. You don't understand. I work in a bank. You don't understand. I'm a stay-at-home mom. You don't understand. I'm a student. You, you, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not on church staff. No, 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 no. All those titles, that's just fluff. This is true for you. If you trust and follow Jesus. Let me give you some other quick examples. One of the last things Jesus said before he left earth. We call it the Great Commission. That's another one of those big words. Basically, it's his parting, marching orders for his followers. And this is what he said. Matthew was there and recorded it. Go and make disciples of all the nations. Go. Not stay, not sit, not wait, not just hang out here, but go. Get. Sometimes, as a pastor... When, when, when we send you guys away on Sundays like we're going to do here in just a few minutes, yeah, yeah we'll, we will. And sometimes I just want to say, now go. Because see, you think a lot of times you're done because you showed up to soak up, right? To, to, to show up and, and, and soak up all the good, right? 
And some of you, now listen, that's an okay place to start. That's an okay place to start. If you're new to church, never been to church before, or maybe you haven't been to church in a long time because you were hurt and you stopped going and all that, I, I get it, I get it. Sometimes you need a place to heal. Sometimes you need some time. Just reacclimate yourself. It's an okay place to start, but it's never an okay place to stay. Just sitting in a seat, soaking up, showing up, soaking up. Some, some of your seats are spiritually wet. When you get up, there's a wet spot there, not because of the obvious reasons, but it's just like, they just soak, 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 soak every week, and they don't do a dang thing with it. Sometimes what I want to say is, now go, get, take what we've experienced here and what we've learned here, and now go do something with it. Now go live it out. But, oh, I didn't plan to say this. I, I need to say this. Because at this church, you know that we don't, at the end of the service, we don't say, okay, now, everybody who wants to come forward down here and, and make decisions, now, there's nothing wrong with that. We don't do that. You know why? I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to put pressure on you like that. If you say, well, I want to respond. I want to respond. Great. If you want to respond, go. Get. Go do it out there. You get no special points from coming up somewhere and, and crying and praying and Lord Jesus and I made my decision and everything. Okay, that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that. But if, if you want to do something with what God is doing in your heart, then go live it out. I feel better now. <laughs> no, 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 don't clap. No, don't. okay, now see, that's what I'm talking about. Instead of clapping about it, go do something about it. You see, you did it again, right? Just, oh, just gets, gets me on. I'm, now I'm going to go over my time because all that. See what y'all made me do? Luke records Jesus' last words. Jesus' last words before he left earth and went to heaven. It's fascinating. This is what Jesus said to his followers. Okay? So many of us would have been there. We would have been following Jesus, right? Because I'm sure you would have been there. You're a follower of Jesus, right? We would have been there. And he would have looked at us and said, and you will be my witnesses. I'm leaving. And you will be my witnesses. All right. Well, what does that mean? Well, you're going to be telling people about me everywhere. Oh. How do I do that? Share your story. Just tell them what Jesus did for you. Just tell them what God is doing in your life. Just, okay, how you move is explain how God is moving in you, through you, with you. It doesn't take special words. It doesn't take a degree. Doesn't take a title, and it certainly doesn't take a microphone. You'll be my witnesses. Paul said it like this, and, and, and then we'll begin to wrap this up. God has given us, us, me and you, us, followers of Jesus, us. He's given us the task of reconciling people. Of reconciling people to him, bringing people to him, us. This is what this means. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And look at this. And he gave us, there it is again, us, this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. We represent him here. We represent him here. We represent his kingdom here. That's what it means to be an ambassador. And God is making his appeal through us. And we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Could anything be more clear? Could anything be clearer? When it comes to receiving and sharing the love of Jesus, the mission of Jesus, if you don't, they won't. 
There's a they somewhere. Here's why this is so important, and here's what this means. Again, feels like pressure. It's not a pressure. It's a burden, but it's an opportunity. And we are equipped by the power of God's Spirit to live it out, regardless of what your title is, regardless of what your day job is, regardless how old you are. You can, you can do this. Sharing the, receiving and sharing the love of Jesus. Here's what this means. That we are God's plan A for accomplishing his mission, and there is no plan B. Let that sink in a second. You are God's plan A. Uh-oh. I am God's plan A. Uh-oh. And there is no plan B. There's no contingency plan in case we screw it up. There's no fallback in case we decide not to receive and share his love. I mean, it's one thing to know that if you don't, you won't. But the truth is, if you don't, they won't. And there's no plan B for the they. Oh, man. saying, wait, you want me to change people's lives? No, you can't do that. You can't even change your own life. I can't even change my own life. If I could change me, then I would have done that a long time ago. You would have done that a long time ago. If you could change you, you can't change. You can't change your kids. You know you can't change your husband. You've been trying for years. You just can't change people, right? It's not about changing people. It's about introducing people and bringing people to the one and the only one who can change all of us and any of us through his power and through his love. It's displaying a life-changing love of Jesus to them. Through you. See, the move of God in their life will happen many times through us. What? Yeah. And it's not just about trying to get people into heaven when they die, right? That's, and that's a great thing. That's a better place to be. But it's about learning what it means to bring the realities of heaven to earth. Here and now. Because people need Jesus now, today, not just when they die. Receiving and sharing his love. And I'm sure there's somebody out there you're thinking, yeah, but what about the sovereignty of God? Won't he take care of it? I mean, if I choose to opt out, if I choose to take a break, if I choose to just do my own thing, don't you think God's big enough? Oh, God's certainly big enough to do anything God wants to do. But I'll tell you this. He never gave us that out. You, you waste your time all you want talking about what if I don't, what if I don't, what if I don't. But let me ask you this. Who are you willing to take a shot on, a chance on? Who are you willing to take the risk with? Who in your life that God has brought into your life that you care about, are you willing to just take the risk of not displaying the love of Jesus to them? Who are you willing to take the risk? I, that's a big thing to consider. God never gave us that out. That, oh, if you don't, then I got you. I got you. I got you. No. No, if, if you don't, there's a they that won't. And this is the most important thing. This is the most important thing in life. I know you're busy. I get it. I know you're busy. You're busy people. I understand. There's a lot on your mind. I understand. But this is the most important thing in all of our lives. Here's how I know this. Take a second and think about all the things that you've been thinking about this morning. Think about all the things you've been worried about, all the things that you think are problems, all the things that you're struggling with, all the things that you're looking at in the coming week that you're like, I don't know if I can do this, all the things that are bugging you, all the things that are problems. Look at all of those things and know that 100 years from now, all of that or most all of that won't matter. 
They certainly won't matter to you, and they probably won't matter to anybody else that's left. They're temporary things. What we're talking about here is eternal. It's not temporary. And I can promise you, a hundred years from now, what will be monumentally important to you, if the only thing important to you a hundred years from now, because you'll be dead, is what you did with Jesus in your life. How you received and shared his love. So this is so huge. We have to find a way that this gets in our thinking and if necessary, on our to-do lists. And this means me too. This is not about what I do when I have a microphone in my hand and I'm standing on stage on a Thursday night or a Sunday morning. For me, this is about me when I walk off this stage and I go home and I drive into my neighborhood and I interact with people on a daily basis. How am I sharing the love of Jesus with them that I have received? Yeah, I feel this too. Okay, and, it, and it's not. For those of you that think it is, it's not about making obnoxious, intrusive statements about heaven and hell to people or making big statements about how bad they need Jesus. And you know, That's not the right way to do this. Now, I was trained that way. I was trained. I was taught. That's what you do. You walk up to a guy in a grocery store. You're in the checkout line. You have a captive audience because he's waiting for the lady in front of him. She has coupons, so it's going to be a while. And so you got the guy right there and... Okay, sir, uh, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? Just want to get my groceries, man. Just, I'm not saying that's a bad question. I'm just saying, not the best lead-in. Sir, you got some cayenne pepper there. That's some hot stuff. You know what else is hot? <laughs> see? You see what I did there? See what I, just slip that in there. Brilliant. Don't you quote me on that one. <laughs> I don't know you. Yeah. See, but that, you know, that, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad, well, actually, I, I am saying that's not the best way to go about it. Here, here's what it is. Receiving and sharing is love. It's about living the love of Jesus, putting it on display. And not just with what you say and how you say it, but how you treat people and how you serve people and the things we talked about in the prayer earlier. Being kind and gracious and humble. Basically being Jesus to people. And I know that may feel a little weird, but that's exactly the plan. The plan. Jesus' plan was, okay, yeah, now all y'all go be me. Y'all go treat each other the way I've treated you. You're standing in my place now, and you are speaking for me. Now take my love to the world, starting in your own backyard. Because if you don't, you won't. And if you don't, there's a they that won't either. It's about being Jesus, living Jesus, sharing the love of Jesus at home, at work, in the neighborhood, with strangers, with friends, and with enemies. Yeah, man, this is so important for us to get. We are here for them. You are here for them. We as a church are here for those that aren't at church or in church or even care. I don't know where along the way church got the idea that we're here for us. What? There is nothing in the mission of Jesus Christ that is inward focus about us. It's about them, 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 them. He said, well, what about me? God's got you. 
God will take care of you. And if you want a full life, if you want a rich life, if you want a life that is enriched with all the best things, then focus on other people. And God will fill you up with so many things inside and out, you won't know how to take it all in. That was his promise. I'm just telling you guys. This is our mission. I want to leave you with three take-home questions. Here's your homework. Okay, here's your homework. And you can take a picture now or you can take a picture later when we put it on the screen when you leave. But when it comes to our mission to receive and share the love of Jesus, how are you doing with this? How, how are you receiving his love? How are you sharing his love? Taking inventory of where you are. Secondly, where can you? I mean, you really ought to sit and think about this. Where can I now? Where can I at this point in my life? Where's the next level of receiving his love? Because it's a lifetime endeavor and sharing his love. And, and thirdly, to be point blank, will you join us as a church? Because this is what we're about, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we've committed to, because this is what God has called us to. Will you join us? And this, stop this just showing up and soaking up and showing up and just sitting and leaving and saying, yeah, that was nice, and coming back and doing the same thing. I mean, okay, it's okay to start that way. It's not okay to stay that way. Okay, let's jump in with both feet and let's receive and share his love in so many ways that other people will receive his love so that they can share his love, so that other people will receive his love so that they can share his love, and you see how it goes. Let's begin here and, and now. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this challenge. I needed this. I needed this so much. It's a great recalibration of what matters most. And may I never help us to never stiff arm your mission with a, no, nah, I'm good. Because none of us are good without what you have done for us. And now you've given us the task, the mission, to go be you to a world that desperately needs you. So help us to take advantage of that more than ever before. Never be content anymore with just sitting and soaking, showing up, being here and just leaving. Help us to engage with everything we got. Because this is what matters most, regardless of our title or day job or whatever. This is the only thing that will matter. Then, so it should be the thing that matters most now. And Father, help me help us to display your love in ways that are so life-giving and life-changing. In Jesus' name, amen.